Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you're spot on, lad. Ah, how are you perfect. keeping? Graham, man, yeah, how are you? Flying it so I am, man. Yeah, thanks so much for fucking doing this with me. Yeah, man, no bother, yeah, 100%. Uh, definitely wanted to get you on it, uh, and really glad you're actually the first guest as well. Um, just haven't Honor. really been... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even been getting around with stuff, you know, I have college on and stuff like that, so finally managed to yeah. get it done over the summer, like so. Uh, whenever you're ready to begin, we can just start, I suppose. I'm I'm happy when you are. Uh, come here, uh, like, uh, you do you want me to try keep this as PG as possible? Oh, no, man, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> All right, see, yeah, I can't control what comes out of my mouth half the time, so... <laughs> well, I don't know. I could I could ruin my uh, my reputation before it's even begun. <laughs> nah, you'd be grandma. Don't worry. I don't, I don't know. Ah, well, maybe it depends what you come out with. But I doubt it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we'll keep the fingers crossed that I'm all right. Yeah, that's it. That's it exactly. Um, so for people that know, don't know who you are, uh, could you just introduce yourself there? We'll see yes. So um, my name is Dylan Jack. Um, I'm a musician uh, from uh, County Clare, and I'm currently living in Dublin. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to make my uh, my way onto the music scene in Ireland, pretty much. Oh, that's good. And how, how do you find that that's going at the moment? So uh, obviously, with COVID and everything, I think it's uh, it's been a bit more difficult than I expected. Um, but I think I think in a weird way, COVID has kind of worked to my advantage in terms of like spending all my time sitting down and just writing music. I, I've been able to kind of sit down and have everything apart from the music so like an image or different kind of things so breaking in um you know i'm i'm happy with where i'm at right now in terms of as someone who's just starting and slowly starting to build up a little bit of a base but um i I definitely think there's room for improvement and especially like this summer now i i plan on just going balls to the wall for the summer and just making a proper good crack at it because we're back to recording music now and you know being able to do things again so uh yeah that's pretty much me that's great man and so what what is next is it an album is it a few singles is it what's kind of vibe there i i I think i think next i I think uh we're gonna follow up so i released a single last year called director and um i think i think i want to kind of follow on from that I, i i wanted to last year put out another two or three singles but if i had done that I would have come back around now and not have anything to put out anymore. So I wanted to save it and have more to put out when the time was right to be able to gig and to be able to perform and whatever. So the goal now is to start releasing a few singles. And after that, there's no real plan set in stone or anything like that, but uh, it's definitely, definitely singles for now. And then um, possibly maybe an EP then next year or the end of this year, hopefully. So if, if all is going well. Yeah. Just, just see what, what it is. Yeah. And especially with, I'd say uh, music, it's hard, it, well, it, it might be hard enough to write, say in COVID when nothing is really happening. All you have is kind of obviously your experience beforehand, which I'm sure there's a wealth of it, but I'd say as well as a creative, I know myself um, trying to be creative when there's nothing going on is kind of really hard <laughs> and nothing really to draw on uh and type you it's know it's hard it's <laughs> hard like with that i mean i i suppose that's why i was able to focus more on the the commanding side or the, like I, I over lockdown i really got into photography so being able to kind of create an image that suits the music well i think okay. when they coexist with each other it's it's that's what i i was 
when I lack creativity, I turn to a camera instead of music. Okay. Uh, which I don't know if it sounds weird. I think, I think, um, but yeah, with COVID, I have definitely found that it's, it's tough to be inspired at times. And mm. uh, like you said, especially with nothing going on and you're not even able to meet new people. Like for us, for example, we met at Sigurd. Yeah, I said I yeah. said the band on. <laughs> no way. Yeah, my, my my friends are like, oh, cut it off, cut it off. And like for myself, I've just been like, I kind of want to cut it off now, but at the same time, how long can I keep it going? Because come up like two year anniversary now. So like when 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 like it's things like that that I get an energy off. You know, I love mm. meeting new people, and I love I love I love just the crack. And yeah, I, I, the whole world has literally just lost the crack for the, you know, it it, ha- it has been hard to get inspired, but it, at the same time, it's also given me a time to maybe try and write about something different than what I'm used to. Okay, so like, cool. like, you know, writing songs about feeling isolated or, uh, hmm. you know, this kind of stuff. So say it's definitely been challenging at times i i'm very proud of some of the stuff that i've wrote over the lockdown okay like, brilliant i can't wait to to be able to bring it into a studio and record it properly and um it's like the stuff that i've ever written so far and and i know i know that i haven't yeah. written a lot or whatever but um you know i'm so i'm so excited to get in and get this kind of stuff done that that's brilliant man and like you mentioned the studio there so do you like rent out a studio or i know like nowadays you know you can get everything basically on amazon no it's not the same kind of quality or whatever and you can just do it in your room or like so what, what's the kind of situation there that's actually the reason why i moved to dublin oh okay uh, cool so i i moved up here last november to try get more music done over lockdowns and stuff and when i moved up at the time we were expected to be in lockdown till december and that was it yeah so moved up in november and december hit and i had two sessions that got cancelled so i don't rent out uh the studio myself i work on my tunes with a guy named adam redmond who lives okay, up in dundrum cool. and he runs a place called flaked studios and just literally just a little shed in his back garden but Not the man the, just has he's the most twisted human being i've ever met <laughs> in the nicest way possible yeah right? really. I've, I've never met crackhead like him Fair enough. <laughs> um, like i the things that i've seen that man explains things is just it it boggles my mind half the time <laughs> he, he, whenever anything pops into his head he just like he, he'd hit me with like a so i'm thinking of like maybe a <laughs> and he just like hit me with a random kind of melody from a boopy boop a boo. uh, it's just like and being around him has just made me just think god i'm normal oh uh, yeah you need <laughs> one of those people though you do because sometimes you go mad inside your own head and you're like am i actually crazy and then you meet someone you're like no 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 i'm actually quite normal <laughs> <laughs> like but w- with him as as mad as he is i man so much and he is why i have this current sound that i have this okay, you know oh, yeah. big heavy kind of the, like i said i can't i can't actually compliment the man enough the things yeah. he instead of just making my songs into tunes 
into his sound and mm. you know their own they all the tracks now that we've done is you can tell that he's produced the track but in a way that they're still my songs yeah i got what you mean yeah it, it it's it's a really i love the partnership that we have together when we are making tunes and we're both easy with like if something comes up and we're both like this is crap we've mm. i'm saying it to each other being like this is crap well that, that, that that's what you need in a collaborative process as well especially in, in like music as well if something's bad you need to be able to say it rather than oh i just i won't put that one on the album or it'll be on the extended cut or whatever you know sneakily kind of put it somewhere yeah that's the thing and do you know what there's definitely some songs that we have that come down the line i'm sure there'll be disagreements or whatever mm. over what makes what or what gets released or whenever but the process like i i i love it so much and i'm i'm I can't wait to get back into it with him. Um, oh, that's brilliant, man. That that would be the kind of studio side of stuff. And it's... It, it was weird how it actually happened because there for ages, maybe two and a half, three years ago, mm-hmm. studios to take me in. No one. No one was like, yeah, I'll do it. Not a single soul. Mm. And I, I got this... Uh, a girl who I was doing photography with at the time, her name is Yancha. Um, she she recommended this guy. She was like, "Oh, I found this guy's Instagram. Maybe give him a text and see." So I took him, and he cancellation like two days later. So I made the trip from Clare to Dublin. We mm. made director that day. Oh, fuck! That's the first day you met, like. You see, yeah, the first yeah. the first session we ever did was director. Jesus, that's mental. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of just walked out of that together going like yeah this, 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 this works like yeah worked um like i had director written already uh, but the whole I, I everything that makes the song what it is is actually i would say put it more down to adam like at the beginning when it goes and you call cut call cut that wasn't me at all adam was just like oh mm. i reckon this would work he just slapped it in and just went, hmm. yeah, it works. <laughs> so, well, you know. It. Yeah, no, because even even that kind of does make the hook in a way, like. Because it, it, it adds so know, much. It does, it really I, does. He's he's changed my outlook in terms of, um, when I started writing music, quite a sad boy. Yeah, like, uh, like all of us are. Like all times. of us, <laughs> you know, angsty teens. Yeah, exactly. Don't know where they're going in life. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And then we thought everyone in their 20s knew what they were doing. Oh, how we were wrong. <laughs> and here I'm a 22, not knowing a single thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a, I'm just a bigger, I'm just an older teenager, basically. That's it. <laughs> That's, it doesn't change, man. It doesn't change. And I'm I'm scared to know what it's going to be like in a few years' time down the line. Oh, I'm I know. Yeah. screwed royally, lad. <laughs> um, because even, I even have like family members who are like, I don't have it together. And like, it looks like you have everything together. It's like, no, 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 I don't have anything together. I'm like, please don't tell me that. No. I need some hope. I need something to look forward to. <laughs> like, oh, come on. I'm, I, I dread. I dread growing up over the next five or ten years. Like, I'm, I'm, I had this realization that I'm 23 in a few weeks. And I was just like, oh, no. No, I'm not. Yeah. I can't be. I can't be. But that was... Come back to it. Sorry, I'm going yeah, on yeah. such a tangent. No, no, it's not butter, man. This is what pod- <laughs> podcasts are made for. Made for tangents. Uh, so we were there and um, met Adam first. I was still this sad, writing sad songs and, you know, 
oh, Adam, I have another sad song for you. <laughs> he was just like, look, the sad stuff by all means, but we're turning them into bops. Hmm. Uh, Fair enough. All right. All right. So we wrote director or well, I, I had written director as a so sad song hmm. and uh, he was just, I think the first, yeah, he had that you called cut bit done in about 20 minutes. <laughs> it just stemmed from there. And when I heard that the sad songs could actually turn out into songs like they were, mm. it inspired me to be able to write songs with lyrics, but with a more pop kind of melody and stuff around it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I speak highly enough of the man. Um, and that's 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 where the studio comes from, is uh, Flake Studios in Dundrum. Oh, that's good. Are you the, currently the only artist that he works with, or does he work with uh, different artists as well? He uh, he's pretty up the walls now at the moment. Um, yeah. He's he's in two bands himself. Oh, okay. So he's producing for them. So he's producing for a band called Just Wondering, which he's in, mm -hmm. and Search Party Animal, which he's involved with as well. And he does work with um, other Irish acts, such as uh, I don't know if you've heard of them, but Milk. They they seem to be getting around pretty well I think at the I moment. Have yeah, I definitely heard something about them. Like. The lead singer is uh, Mark McKenna, who was in uh, Sing Street. <laughs> so, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's um, So he's producing for them. Um, countless. Oh, just, he's actually doing it for so many, so many other people. I believe oh. he had Gavin James in the bloody studio there at some oh, point Jesus. last Fucking year. Hell. So um, I know he produced a track for Sarah Luce as well. So he's he's starting to get around. Yeah, seems seems like he definitely definitely has uh, a few clients there. In his, you know? uh, yeah, big time. He's he's look like I said. I I know I've probably kissed his ass enough as it is. <laughs> I'm sure I've, I'm sure he appreciates. Never met a man as bloody talented or as creative. Weird in a nice way in my life, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> Well, that's that's brilliant, man. You need someone that, especially in, in a collaborative process, as I say, you do need someone that you can, you know, bounce off of ideas and kind of be honest with and stuff like that. And you seem to have, have a great crack with him anyways, as it is the way you're going on. <laughs> We've had our days, yeah. We've had yeah. our days. <laughs> and, you know, go on. You work away, lad. I, I was just going to say, uh, you mentioned on the photography stuff and uh, anyone that I highly suggest go looking at your Instagram because it's actually really, really visually uh, unique. Thank you very much. You know? man, thank you. It does really have that kind of like the film 90s kind of aesthetic that's kind of going on. I'm not sure if that's, that was what you were going, but that's kind of what I got from it. I, I, my heart is like full right now listening to that. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Um, but so do you think, like obviously, you, you know, when... You, uh, sorry, the director uh, cover, was that you or was that someone else? Uh, so I get my covers done now with um, a friend. Uh, her name is Jessie Hanrahan. And okay. um, she's another ridiculously creative friend of mine. Um, I went to school with her. Oh, so okay, brilliant. When the music came around, uh, she was the first person to naturally kind of think of and contact and get in touch. So she, um, yeah, she did that up completely from scratch. And I was just like, look, center the song. And uh, I was like, whatever the cover work is, is work is like, I like to let mm. when I'm when I am collaborating with other things like that, I always feel like it's best to leave artists off to do their own thing and just be as mm. creative as they want. So yeah. like, whether it be Adam in the studio, I let him off and do whatever he wants to my songs. Mm -hmm. It's the same with the cover work. If you see something in there that I don't, but you think it's cool, chuck it in because 
you know, that kind of stuff isn't my forte. Mm-hmm. You know, I let my mine would be more the songwriting kind of thing. Oh, okay, so yeah. if if someone wants to tell me that I'm doing my photography wrong and give me tips, I have no problem with all that. But yeah, no, Jesse does my cover work for me. And um, I'm definitely after the director work she did. She's definitely going to be staying on for uh for some more anyway. Yeah, say so because that that cover is actually really really nice. Like it's a really cool cover. Like and, it sticks uh, out. It sticks yeah. out. You can kind of, and I I think with it as well, it kind of just gives you a grasp of the track. You you kind yeah, of know really does, what you're yeah. getting yourself into. Yeah, um, because it it does then blend very well into the kind of video that you have for it. Uh, that that's up on YouTube and all because it kind of has the same kind of you know style and, and like the visual kind of style you know really blends well in with that. Um, sorry now what was the what, what were you going to earlier on watching my videos? Look at you. Yeah, look, you know, <laughs> <laughs> probably I I initially went into this though with the whole podcast thing of like oh I'm coming from a person who doesn't know much about you know the Irish artist scene or music scene or youth culture or anything so I'm trying to dive into it and as the people watch it they learn as well. Um, but for yourself, as I say, because I've known you since we met at Ziggit or whatever, anytime I just say, I don't mean by a track or whatever, I'll always have to just have to keep sharing it because it's fucking it's great, man. It's, what you point out is fucking brilliant. You, you like genuinely, Owen, you've been one of the lads who, like, every time I release something, you've genuinely never missed a share on it or never failed to like comment on it and like that kind of stuff. Like, it genuinely, I think, I think it's really hard understand what it means when people resonate with something that you've written mm. yeah. for me i do write most of these from kind of personal experiences and whatever mm. oh. um so when, when, when other people are like oh i know exactly what you're feeling or i feel this way too or maybe even take a completely different meaning from it mm-hmm. love i just love it and it's so like i find it so hard to wrap my head around it so when when people like yourself are always constantly sharing it and whatever, it just, just I don't know, it puts this smile on my face that I don't, I can't explain. It, it like a false confidence. It, like I'm not <laughs> a very confident person, right? But I, I almost feel like me as Dylan Jack is like this mm. alter ego, this really cool musician <laughs> yeah. guy, and the, the other Dylan, the, the the one that you're talking to now, I just feel like I'm like a really chill, laid back. I just don't like any hassle. I just like crack. I just, I no, not no real confidence. I'm just like, ah, yeah, I'm here, and then yeah, just, yeah. I rock in with the music. I'm like, right, I'm here. <laughs> the artist is in the building. <laughs> yeah, everybody, listen to me right now. Yeah, Down no. at my feet. <laughs> I would 100 get what you're saying as well. I don't know if this is a if this is a thing. Um, I've noticed definitely within Irish people, if like someone tells someone else they're like like say their dream or whatever what they want to do that's isn't you know a nailed down realistic kind of career path like say podcast <laughs> say, being an artist they go ah uh, sure why why can you do that and all that and so like at least for myself i just has put me off I've, because i've experienced it so much of this it put me off trying to like sell to people of like what i want to do have you ever like come across that uh that kind of vibe like T- uh, too much to be honest mm. I-, I before music uh i wanted to be like a youtuber vlogger kind of thing mm-hmm. i i tried that obviously then when you're in school it's very hard when you're in school and stuff because when people do see it obviously and the you know bullying is relentless <laughs> yeah it, it's it's pretty rough so that puts you off and then see, music for me then was weird because i was never really 
I've always been into music, but I've never mm. thought I was going to be a musician. Oh, okay. This pipe dream of mine to be a musician was was never realistic to me. I always loved playing music. Never wrote songs though, so I was. It was never in my mind. Hmm. What happened? What happened was, I was there, and when I was eighteen, I I kind of went through a period where I struggled a bit with my mental health. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know. To I I I just. Yeah, I was really lost. Right. Yeah. I was walking to school one day and whatever way it hit me, I just I was just like, I can't, I just can't go to school. Um so I sat down at a bench across across from the school. I just took out a pen and page and I was like, I just need to talk. Instead of talking to someone and fearing what they would think of what I'm saying, I wrote it down on a page. Mm those thoughts became a song <laughs> oh brilliant when when that happened that's when it changed me and i went oh I'm fuck that, that's actually a good story you know yeah, yeah i love how people <laughs> can just like nail down these things and i'm like do i have one of those stories i can't i can't think of anything but that's that's fucking brilliant that's a proper story like really that was the moment that you knew and like that that's that's great for for, for a lot of people sorry that, that's all i think what a lot of people do as well is that when they can't when they feel like they can't talk to anyone they start writing stuff down and then as they read it back to them they start realizing more stuff because i think that when your thoughts are in like your head you're like you find a way of like rationalizing but if you're reading them they have a page or listen to yourself back you're like huh and then you try and figure it all out like it's a bit, a bit of a weird kind of situation like that do you know what and i i, I can safely say that i reckon that i to write music good music we'll say because mm. i'd always tried to write songs and nothing was ever good but okay. when i wrote when i wrote that one just it just put it in my head being like okay that's a good song i know it's a good song mm. i can do this and that's me as a musician so that's the story like that's, <laughs> that's 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 all there is to it but like what, what was it that you were saying there to me beforehand sorry um even i've forgotten jesus <laughs> but we were saying about how how music can bring you out of a hole or not yeah. not even bring but writing your thoughts then mm, yeah sorry writing your thoughts again. yeah that, that there we go yeah um, <laughs> back on track now <laughs> something that i do want to portray in these songs now with the happier vibe and stuff it's going to be hard but i'm I do want to open up about mental health and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because it's like I, I everybody knows how important it is now. Mm. Important it is to look after it, but yet it's still a big struggle for people to come out and be like, "Hang on a second. And the reason why I'm saying that is because a person, I was too scared to say I was struggling when I was struggling, and then music is what made me realize. Like, yeah. I, I I don't think people even realize they're struggling when they're struggling. And it's only when you're out of it that you really do realize. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. 100%. So with that being said, I think I think if I can, with some of these songs, portray... I know it's so cliched for people to come out and be like, Oh, I want I want everyone's mental health to be great. Like, it's, yeah. it's very cliched. And it's just, it seems like the right thing to say these days. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like the things that you, oh everyone's expected to say this and this is the mindset you should you should kind of have kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like it's meaningful when that's the kind of thing you know. Yeah, and it freaks me because like people to genuine people to genuinely be able to come out and be like, oh I I like this song and I resonate with it because this 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 and I feel this and you know mm-hmm. I I I think I. I that mental health is a taboo topic because it's the furthest thing from what should be a tab- taboo topic. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I, I, I think, uh, trying to think of what way to put this now. Yeah. <laughs> after, after slashing people going on about, yeah, mental health. Oh, Jesus. Look at me. Right. I'm just going <laughs> to say this now. Go for it. Go on. Cancel. Like watch, watch, <laughs> watch the uh, the backlash. He spoke about mental health. How dare he? Cancel yeah. culture. <laughs> so that's the thing. When I recorded like the episode zero of this, at the end of it, I was like, "Well, I just hope I don't get cancelled." And I went, "Why did I say <laughs> that? I'm going to get cancelled now." <laughs> I was like, "So that's why the episode zero has been put out." So <laughs> just because <laughs> I was like, "Why did I do that?" <laughs> oh fucking hell! Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just I I I would love. I, I would love to make it a and it, it because songwriting has given me happiness I'd love mm. to give that happiness as well I think yeah. I is I've just explained it in two lines there Perfect. without without speaking a whole load of shite like I have in the last 10 minutes <laughs> sorry I want no. to spread fucking good vibes that's pretty much it yeah well that's brilliant and uh, mental health is one of those things that you know it's one of those topics that can't be talked about enough do you know and even though it does kind of get to that point where it's like, it feels kind of hollow when people say it because it's, it's all kind of the same lines and even, especially, I feel like, especially when it's coming from like, say authority figures, it feels even a lot more drawn out of being like, yeah, you're just saying this because of this, that and the other or whatever. Because, you know, you do have those people that are like posting up on social media being like, oh, mental health and all this and then we'll go relentlessly bully and make fun of other people like, uh, for no apparent reason. Yeah. You know? This is, I... Uh... It, that's that's one of my th- I actually write and I get in trouble for not posting a lot on my social media as much mm. as I put effort into my photos and stuff I I all my mates say to me they're like oh you don't you don't sell yourself enough and all this kind of stuff and it's a very fair point my thing is I just hate social media yeah no so do I to be fair like I kind of hate, hate it yeah I think everybody's a bloody hypocrite on it because it's you, you see when something happens around the world some big event and everyone's posting to their story about how you should care about it even though if it's a topic which is a genuine serious topic mm. as you know there's plenty going on at the moment even oh it's loads going on but Sorry. and then you talk to them in person and they haven't a bloody notion about what's actually going on two mm. they're only posting it to hop on the bandwagon to make it look good make them look good to everyone else yeah and do you know all this kind of stuff and they, that that's the hollow mind going around so aimlessly nowadays. Everyone. Yeah, and that th- that includes myself in this. Like, I've definitely oh, yeah. been hypocritical on social media before. Mm. So that's why I try to stay away from that. Like, even though I have to post to stay relevant and relevant, yeah. as if I'm and, relevant right now. And appease uh, the algorithm and all this. <laughs> all yeah, this stuff. I just... Like I said, I just want to chill and be happy, and I want yeah. other people to be happy. <laughs> like I just don't care about who 
who's who's where. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. If I'm in Spain or whatever, or away, like Sigurd, for example. Yeah. When we were away, I posted zero because I was just in the moment and I just wanted to enjoy myself. And I could look That's back it, at yeah. it after. And there's just not enough of that anymore. And I just, like, oh, man, it gets me so riled up. It gets me so riled up. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, like, especially, as you say, like, like conscious or whatever, no one seems to be living in the moment unless they're on drugs, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> but, does, like, everyone has their phones out. <laughs> does that not freak you out? Does that not freak you out? It kind I of mean, does, yeah. That, like, there used to be, like, lighters up in the air. Now there's people's flash on because it's too dark to record. <laughs> Like the atmosphere, the, the I hope, right? I hope when gigs finally come back to mm. proper capacity, that people realize live in the bloody moment. Mm. How how often have you gone to a concert, something, and then the next day not even look at it or delete it, but you're oh, still in like your head, you're all going all the time, like all the exactly. time. I yeah that that that's that like I I would love if we get the chance to gig mm. soon enough or whatever. I obviously you can't ask people not to bring their phones and everything. Yeah, but you kind of have to just be like. I'd love. Could I you know. imagine? Could you imagine your first night back after this lockdown? You haven't seen anybody. Uh, by the point that we're doing gigs, it'll be two years, yeah. right? Oh Jesus. I'm like we've been inside (laughs) freaking me out I'm like no no way I saw the hurt in your fucking face it's just because yeah it's just because you just don't realize it like you know like a year goes by like that and it's just it's so I don't know because especially like for me like I I love to travel and I feel like I'm wasting my 20s inside. I'm sure you must feel as well that, like, you're just doing nothing inside when, you know, you're old and you have grandchildren. Like, what did you do? It's like, (laughs) I was inside for 15 years. (laughs) It's like, oh, that sounds interesting. (laughs) I'm a pandemic baby. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, those as well. Oh, did you see that? Fuck it. Oh, last year, it was uh, your one who named their twins COVID and Corona when they were born in, like, June. Uh, insane. About some people. I know. Some I people really, are... really wonder about some people. I know, yeah. Oh my god. I wonder if yeah. the, you know, they probably didn't think it would go on for this long, and they probably renamed it to like Adam and Sarah or something. <laughs> some basic <laughs> names. I thought it was a great, great name in 2019. Yeah. Or 2020 even. 20, gosh. Yeah. Oh my god. That's how confused I am. I don't even know what year we're in anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah. Same here. Like I, I went to go say something. Uh, that I won't repeat here because it just sounds so stupid. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, no, that doesn't make any sense because it's 2021. And I was like, oh, I thought it was 2023 for some reason. Because yeah. like, I'm, I'm 23 this year, so I was thinking that way. So in 23 this year as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of July, 27th July. Fuck off. Yeah. Dude, I'm the 9th. Are you 9th of July, yeah? I turned 23 on the 9th, yeah. Oh, uh, what? That's gas, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's think. Well, that's uh, it, you know? Um, but yeah, I was just like, what? Uh, yeah, so I was saying there earlier, sorry. Um, could you imagine the first time we're all together back after two years? Mm-hmm. In a room, we'll say 400 people, right? All gathered together. Phones, 
without recording anything and around each other and embracing each other and the fact that we can be close to each other and mm. breathe on top of each other and yeah. get sick on each other and cough and fucking sneeze fart pour <laughs> drink whatever do you know what i mean like yeah. i miss being sweaty <laughs> in the middle of huge crowds right yeah no i get what you mean i get what you mean i think the fact that i haven't been able to do that properly in whatever amount of time the last 18 mm. months realize how important it is to live in those moments because oh, they they can be stripped from us like that Mm. oh 100 percent. like um i was watching this uh documentary the other day it was called kid 90 it's about this um this um uh, actress who played like punky B- brewster in the 80s some old show that our parents probably know but uh, <laughs> she uh she was a teenager in the 90s and with all these other uh, child actors that were teenagers as well and she would like recorded everything and then this documentary is just putting it all together and like seeing you know, how things were actually were versus how you remember them and I thought that's a very interesting kind of topic and stuff. So I've been like, maybe I should try, you know, doing something like that. Because that just seems really cool to be like, oh, in like 15 years, go, to, go back and go, what actually happened? Like, versus what we think happened. I thought that was actually a really good thing. But um, but yeah, to your point, I, we really should get that. I know that's kind of the opposite of your point. But, um, no, not at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, we all... The, everyone's the, a hypocrite. Uh, well, that's a... Uh, but we should definitely get that kind of message out of this not being able to be together that we should be more in the moment and really should be you know focusing on kind of each other and stuff like that and actually being with people because I'm, I'm sure you've had it before where you're in the pub with a few of the lads and conversation isn't going great and everyone's just on their phones you're like i just want to have a point with the lads and have the crack like it's so sad that we've gotten to this day and age and like even even just sitting at home right i i don't get to go home very often uh, mm. anymore but I was even I was home last weekend, and I myself and my mates like we click so well together that we hmm. need to have the phones around. Like what? we we used to have this thing where we'll take out our phones face down on the table, don't touch it. Brilliant. Yeah, because but do you know what? You always remember things a lot better when you're not scrolling through a screen. Like, it, it, like, it yeah. sits in your head more vividly. And it's just better crack to remember. Oh, 100%. Like, it's way better just to sit there and have the crack with the lads rather than, oh, look at this. Isn't this funny? Haha, <laughs> meme. I can do this <laughs> anytime I want. Exactly, yeah. I don't get to talk with my mates very often. So mm. when I get the chance to talk to my mates properly, I'm obviously going to sit down and take that chance to sit. To... Like, like this, I actually love mm. the idea of just sitting down, having a conversation because it's a dead idea half the time. Yeah, you know? no, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, yeah, because, like, as I say, we've all been in that kind of situation, and, you know, it's becoming kind of like, I don't know, like a hipster kind of view to be like, oh, these phones are <laughs> so, we're too connected, and Elon Musk is going to put a fucking, a fucking chip in our head, and they're going to read all of our intrusive thoughts, and we're all going to be locked up, and it's like, um, okay, well, that's not what I think, but, you know, I kind of see where you're coming from, but, like, <laughs> but it is a good point to make, and it's a decent point, uh, one that I don't think... A lot of us, like a lot of us, kind of think about it. And we're like, yeah, but no, I don't think we actually realize and sit there and actually think about what's happening around us. Like, you know, like my my little sister is uh, six, seven this year, seven in June, and uh, from the point she was three, could pick up my dad's phone and go to YouTube and pick out something and start watching. And I'm like, what? My dad can't even do that. 
<laughs> like, it's, it's scary, man. My my sister's nine and she's the exact same. Mm. And like, she's better than me at going through a computer. And that's I, mad. Like I'm not an old person by any stretch of the imagination. I know well I'm not old. I'm 22. <laughs> right? Yeah. But well, almost 23. Time's ticking. <laughs> God, don't fucking remind. I told you, own. Don't remind me, right? I know. I, I freak out every time I think about it as well. <laughs> I, I remember my 22nd. Like it was last week. And I remember freaking out the week coming up to it, being like, I'm not 21 anymore. What the fuck is happening? I'm here at 22 now, just going, I don't really care. But at the same time, I'm getting older. Oh, shit. What am I doing with my life? Yeah, exactly. You, I, I, everyone just gets those old, uh, oh, shit moments. It's, it's what I like to call a start of life crisis or a quarter life <laughs> crisis, what many people have said that. It's like, I I'm, I'm coining that from you. I'm yeah. definitely stealing that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, with, like, have you realized that, do you ever have the thought um, with younger generation coming up now? And like you said, with your, with our sisters mm. on the screens, worried about the, the generation that's about to, what, about to walk into. Because we're mm. probably the last of a group that we're like, oh, I'm going to go call to my friend and see if he's there. Those are the days. <laughs> my mind just went back there. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have this thing with myself all the time. And I was just like, oh my God, I miss going calling to, you know, whose house and just going. Mm. Like, the almost the excitement of, is he coming out or is he not? Is yeah, Was it worth the walk? even there? You have to be like, oh, I, th- that's his mom's car. He's probably home. Or like, oh, there's no cars. Or who's that car in the driveway? And that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, man, that was so the like, best. I wonder now with this you sound like an old person no I, yeah, I got what you mean, though. there's definitely there's definitely a difference in us growing up compared to the kids now because the technology that they have at their disposal is ridiculous compared to what we were growing up with oh 100 it's scary as well though. you know and that's what i mean i just i just i hope i hope they all don't turn into the phone swipers that we were on about do you know in yeah. the middle of conversations and that to that message of living in the moment yeah. i hope that we can teach them to be like lads listen you don't need to be on your phones at all times if you go see justin bieber at a concert we know you love him but you love him even more if you just realize what you're getting to see yeah exactly you're there in person and you get to to visualize it yourself with your own eyes oh my god mm. You're missing that opportunity to watch it through your own eyes, through your screen. Mm. No, exactly, yeah. And you have, um, because uh, as well as, you know, it's, it's a lot of these things where people will kind of go to a concert and don't actually, they go, oh yeah, I'm going to a concert, this is going to be great, I can tell everyone, it's going to be great. But like when they're there, they don't realise, oh, like say if they're at the front row, oh, I'm five feet away from my favourite artist right now. Or I'm yeah. like 20 feet away from my favourite artist, when am I ever going to do this? I know I paid for it, but still, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm right there. And like, and I've obviously, I think both of us have been guilty of this as well, of like going through the motions as well. But like, the past, uh, well, de- well, definitely now going forward, I will be 110 being like, oh, Jesus, he's like right there. I'm going to fucking just, who am I with? I'm with the lad. It's going to be fucking just great. Like, I, I had that moment of discovery. And this is, this is when I realized that I was at a gig. There's a venue in Limerick called Dolan's. And Dolan's is like my dream venue. Like I, I went to my first gig in Dolan's. I did my first support slot in Dolan's. I love Dolan's. Like Dolan's is just my my second home almost. Mm. 
So I, whenever there's an artist who I like, I always have to go because Dolan's is a small 400 person venue. You can see everything so clearly and you get lost in it. But I, <laughs> I remember one night, it was one of my mate's birthdays as well. So we had a few drinks and whatever before we'd gone into the gig. And uh, gone to see, I don't know if you've ever heard of Talos. Uh, I don't think so, no. Uh, he's just after supporting Dermot Kennedy across the US and all that stuff. Oh, okay. I right, so, so. <laughs> he's, he's um, excellent. But I remember, actually, to be honest, I remember absolutely nothing. I, I woke <laughs> up the next morning and I was looking through the videos on the phone reminded me of how drunk i was and i wasn't even at the like i was at the gig but mentally i was not at the gig yeah, and i was scrolling through and i next thing i saw a photo of me with your man talos right and the two of us posing and i'm going i have no recollection of that photo being taken but do you if i had my phone on me i actually would have remembered it differently oh yeah the reason why I remembered it there is because I saw it on the phone. But if I was in the moment and not so worried about getting a photo mm. or whatever, I would literally just be like, oh, my God, I'm having a conversation with you. And I would have remembered mm. that over me being pissed. Yeah, I, I think I think a part of that, though, is is like the bragging rights as well as half the time is taking this photo was like, oh, look where I went and you didn't. And like that yeah. kind of like. I'm gonna one up you kind of kind of shit like which yeah we're all guilty of it like what it is. Lee man, absolutely, and like I'm even sounding guilty myself, right? Because I am 100% sounding super hypocritical myself, mm. like how I'm speaking right now, being like I hate social media, but I love posting my photos <laughs> because I'm really proud of their aesthetic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, so but yeah, I think I think that's that. I think everything i think covid you get our gigs back what i love to see properly is people connecting with each other again properly 100 percent, man. That's i think music's the best way to do it oh 100 even if you go to like any pub say in in dublin like that has live music everyone's having a great time like there's obviously some people who are like fighting or whatever but most people can get under behind the song like or not under the song but behind the song and you know, uplift and everyone's pissed and it's ah, oh, here's a point for you, here's a point for you, and we're all singing and the bartenders are like, I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> if it's dead, play Mr. Brightside and you'll be grand. Oh, that's it. That's or it. Put, or any Oasis song or <laughs> Oasis song. Yeah. Just put Stick on, on Wonderwall. You're grand. Just throw on the Mega Mix there and you'll be grand. <laughs> you, do you know what? I'm actually craving a pint in a pub now. Man, I've, I've, to be fair, I know. Dr. Houlihan be looking down at me, but uh, over the weekend I was out in town and it was, it was great crack. I was drinking, had a few cans with the boys. Yesterday I was out having a few cans, uh, but we were in the suburbs, we weren't in the town. You know, being uh, yeah, boys. yeah, stop <laughs> lying. Stop making yourself sound better than on camera. <laughs> <laughs> right, if, yeah. if it makes you feel any better, I was in my mate's shed getting absolutely walloped. Uh, so That sounds like it, great crack, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I uh, tell you all about it, but it's another kind of Dolan story. I don't know too much. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, yeah, man. Look, um, what was I gonna say? Oh no, this is my worst fear now. Not been able to. <laughs> uh, my presence has has shocked you. You can't <laughs> ask me questions anymore. Oh no. 
I'm just I'm looking at my at my stuff here. Oh, here we go. I was like I was wondering. I was like I thought I went through all my stuff, but here it is. Uh, who would you say would be like your biggest inspirations? Oh God, mm. this question. <laughs> um, do you know it's actually? Re- I would say as of now, and as lick holy as it is, uh, Adam is my biggest inspiration. Oh, fair enough. My biggest inspiration because but in terms of who i listen to and stuff i went through a mad 1975 phase for a couple of years i think everybody did yeah like us all yeah um so th- that's that's probably the longest standing but I, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be much of um an kind of guy i'm more into just songs okay i love finding a song like over an artist because i find with a lot of artists like um Obviously, you hear one song, you fall in love with that song. But do you ever, do you ever struggle to f- love their other songs as much yeah. as that one, and it kind of ruins their whole discography for the for you? Yeah, uh, one that actually comes to mind is uh, Crash Adams. There's a song uh, called Caroline, which is just it's an absolute banger. But like any of your other songs, I'm kind of like this isn't as good. <laughs> Thing and like it's like a one hit wonder for a band almost. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing as well. I. Like when people ask, oh, what what type of music do you like?" I go, "Anything that's good." And I know it's a very broad and kind of it seems like <laughs> a bit of a prick answer, but it's like it's literally anything good. Like I don't have like a genre or anything that I just listen to. It's just whatever is good. Like mine's probably like anything except country. Fair enough. Country does bop at some at some points though. It's like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Wrong. There's listen. You whack on Taylor Swift love story, and I will be on the table dancing. Don't is, you worry about is that. that. Country does that count as country? I oh, oh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm back. Um, I would count it as country, more pop country. Yeah, but it's. I think the pop elements let me like the country song a little bit more. You know. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, so I, I I had gone on the mad 1975 phase. Um, in terms of inspirations now, it's it's a lot of it's it's gone from being very acoustic. Growing up, it would have been like a lot of James Blunt and you know like I'm still sad, I'm still sad <laughs> with my acoustic guitar and um old school Ed Sheeran like when he had a team and when oh. he was the shit when oh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah was peak yeah. right 2011 did you go to him at ziggy what he was shocking was he it's not even that he was bad right i think what ruined it is i had actually seen him in magaluf two years prior oh, okay. literally like this close to him it's like anything after that it was hard to live up to Oh yeah, that's that, that's that's fair enough. That's, and that the fair enough. Sigurd as well for Ed Sheeran. I remember this because I got lost. I couldn't find my mates, so mm-hmm. I was I spent half the bloody gig going through the thousand people that were there, trying to find a certain Irish flag that belonged to my mates. Oh my god, there was so many Irish. People. <laughs> yeah. I was actually so surprised the amount of Irish people. I was like, why am I e- am I IP now? Well, I just wanted to get away it's, and be with other people. <laughs> it's scandalous, man. Uh, like, but we were there. Even did you? Is was that your first ticket? Have you only been to the one? Yeah, I only went to the one. Yeah. So I went the year before as well. Oh, okay. Half as many Irish flags, right? But if you had the Irish flag, you were going to have a good night. Oh, fair enough. Any time, any of the boys 
or anyone for that matter, had the Irish flag, someone came up and just just because we were Irish would just come up and be like, hey, you're Irish. Uh, <laughs> you must be good crack. And you'd just be like, ah, come on, fucker, let's drink. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I did not bring an Irish flag. See, when... Uh... It's a long, weird story of how I went there, but I ended up uh, being there with a bunch of uh, Aussies and Kiwis, like, and so... Oh, that's how I met you? Yeah, yeah, it was the group that I was in. Yeah, it was all these Aussies and Kiwis. Wait, were you with that group for the whole week? Man, yeah, I was there for the whole week. <laughs> yeah. I didn't... I thought that was just the one night you randomly whacked in with them. Oh, no, no, like, um, so... Like, the, story, <laughs> the, story, the story of how I ended up going to this like, was that I met, I met this girl one night in the pub, and uh, I'd given like, my, her my Instagram or whatever. She's like this American girl when I was working. And I gave her my Instagram or whatever. And she, uh, found, she like, texted me a few, few weeks later. She was like, oh, I found your Instagram in my notes. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. She's like, oh, I'm going to Ziggit. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then uh, went, went over with her. And then she was like, oh, here are all my friends I met when I was traveling around Europe. And there's all these Kiwis and, and all these like. <laughs> oh, man. Because I, I, was, I was actually going to say, like, I was going to bring it up later on. I remember... I remember exactly when I met you, right? We in that big tent. We were in tent at Jack Jones. Yeah, at Jack Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Jones, and I, because I remember, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know if I should be saying this. No, I won't. <laughs> oh wait, no, I will. I, I can't not say it now after saying that. But I was with I, incredibly drunk at Florence and the Machine two days beforehand, right? And I had um girl in the crowd who i was like oh my god she's quite good looking she's a redhead Florence on the machine was on stage so i was like drunk me first of all thought that was florence and machine in front of me so i started screaming at her going florence 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 right so i'm pointing my finger at her she came back and just started like she saw me pointing at her being like there's florence lads Ben started laughing anyway. Came up talk talking. I tried, you know, to make the move, whatever, as you do at festivals. And next thing, she just stops me. She's like, "Oh no, I like women." I was, oh, I know exactly who you're on about now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know exactly who you're on about. I was like, "Hmm, this, this redhead." I was like, "I think it might be that girl." Yeah, and then was like, yeah. Oh, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly who you're on about." Yeah. So anyway, right we. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter, right? We just ended up having good crack, having a laugh mm. with each other. Yeah. The, I spent two days of the festival with her and her oh. mates. <laughs> like, like I would get a text randomly being like, "Where are you at?" Uh, uh Matt Twenty One Pilots or whatever, and be like, yeah. "All right, cool. We'll meet up after and drink or whatever." I was like, the uh, that group in particular of Aussies and Kiwis were the mm. sickest group of people I've ever come across in my life. They're so sound. They're so sound. Never have any, like, and the thing is, it's not like it was a small group. It was sixty or seventy of them. Oh, and, uh, yeah, there was loads of them. <laughs> there was so many of them. Like. I forget is I remember you uh, the last night the thunderstorm. Yeah, a few photos. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I remember, I remember going back with this girl. She's like, I know where we can go for shelter, or whatever. Right. So you end up running. We go back to the campsite where all of you are, right? Mm. But the tent was literally knee high. Oh, yeah. It all collapsed, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll never forget her being like, right, under here. And I felt like I was going into this underground bloody thing. I go in. 
And it's just 60 Kiwis and Aussies in budgie smugglers and like with the little spoons around the neck and the circular glasses. And they're just like yeah. having the time of their life. I'm like, <laughs> I'm of them. I was jealous that the whole week, I can't believe you spent the whole week with them. Yeah, man, it was insane. Like, it was so funny because the girl that I came with or whatever, uh, she, when I, she introduced me to all of her friends. I just stuck with them and I saw her maybe three or four times <laughs> throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> and like because she, because she she had other friends there and she would hang out with them or whatever. And we had like we had a me and her got a um got an Airbnb in the city, but like we I slept underneath the fucking canopy all the time. I only went back to take a shower, or, like do chill, like. Um. But uh, yeah, man, oh that was so good. Like uh, there's actually funny thing about that. Uh, there's a I can't find it. and I really really want to find it because I know I know it's out there. There's this uh, guy who takes pictures for a newspaper in like for a Hungarian newspaper. I was going around taking pictures or whatever the morning we all have to leave and i'm just there sitting in a <laughs> and they're sitting in a uh, in a camping chair with that can with that uh, marquee behind me collapsed right and he was just like can i take a picture of you and i was just strung out in a chair like yeah yeah go on <laughs> 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 there's some photo of me in a fucking hungarian newspaper of me just being absolutely wrecked <laughs> i need to find where yeah. it is because it's so fucking funny <laughs> man i i think I think Sigurd, anyone who goes to Sigurd will have not one story, but like seven or eight from the week alone. There's like a story a night almost. Oh, 100%. Man. It was uh, it was actually probably the best experience of my life. Like, Well, no, well to that point, like it was just, it was, it was insane. Like, And it was so get funny better. how like they just, I know you get better. <laughs> Can I ask uh, you a serious question though? Yeah, yeah, man, go ahead. I die when you came back from that week. Sorry, say again. Hey, when you came back. Did I die? Died, right? Yeah. Dead on arrival back home, right? When I got back to Ireland after Sigurd. Yeah. I, oh, I hope my parents don't listen. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, I worked in for my parents before, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gone away in Spain or whatever. So I had to be back in the shop or at seven o'clock the morning after I'd gotten back from Budapest mm-hmm. to get things ready or whatever. And I'll never forget to my served after Sigurd. To me. It's like, oh, are you right? I can't even speak. I'm just nodding. I'm like, mm-hmm. She goes, 20 silk up blue, please. And I, mm-hmm. Button to get him. Thing, I'm like, oh, sorry, come here, just give me two seconds. Run away, get <laughs> come back, come back <laughs> in, the, in the stretch of about 15 seconds. I'm just like, oh no, sorry, all right, run off back. I'm like, I'm so sorry for that. I was like, yeah, that's gonna be 10 20, so please. <laughs> she's just uh, she's looking at me, she's like, oh, you had a good week. Cause she, I, like I, I know most of the customers and whatever. Uh, okay, She's like, "Oh, you had a good week." I was like, "I had the best week of my life, but I'm about to have the worst one now." I, I was not wrong. I had easily the worst week long hangover of my life. Yeah, what was I like? I can't even remember to be honest. I think that just shows how bad I was. But um, yeah, I don't think I, was, I don't think I was too bad out because I, I think I had to go back to work like a day or two after I came back. And so I was just straight into work mode. But for, I don't know, three, four months, I just had, like, rolling night terrors. 
<laughs> I was just absolutely freaking out. I kept having this reoccurring dream where I was like, there was like a uh, a, sil- uh, um, a cylinder hole or whatever that I was climbing through, right? And there was uh, like like a sewer kind of thing. And I was climbing up this uh, up this ladder, and up here was like a blinding light, and down there I could not see anything. And then I w- I would just keep going, keep going, and then I would then a clown like like the it or whatever would like jump up from the darkness grab me like here and then drag me back down and i would wake up screaming with my arms like this so that <laughs> actually felt that so i thought it was so real <laughs> and i was just having these weird dreams and absolute nightmares for like three or four months it was insane man i was like that was probably the casualty of my of my Ziga experience <laughs> do it to you. trust me do you know what? i still have ptsd now oh jesus yeah I was even here yesterday, right? Well, this isn't from Sega, but it just kind of reminded me of it. I, I, I only moved into this house uh, this week on Monday. Uh, so I'm still getting to like surroundings with it and stuff. But I walked upstairs here yesterday and there's a window in my roof and there's a weird shaped chimney and it has like, it's two chimneys, right? But whatever way I saw, I thought it was two men in top hats watching me on my roof yesterday. Right now, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know whatever way I shit myself. I was dead. I was just like, oh my god. I was about to ring my mom and dad, being like, oh, there's two men watching me. And I just looked closer. I opened the window because I was like, they're not moving. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, I'm, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So, um, yeah, um. I mentioned that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, look, I just thought it's funny. God, I am. I. I am going to be like awful if I ever get famous at interviews, aren't I? No, your grandma. What are you talking about? This is great. It's. Uh, I, this is great. I can't stay on top of a bloody question though. I know it's great. That's what podcasts are. Like if you're asking, if <laughs> if you're giving straightforward answers to, to my questions, you would be done about half an hour ago. Like. <laughs> Fair. I'm. Yeah. I. I'm. Man, I'm enjoying this podcasting thing though. Yeah, I've all. I've all been mad to do it, like, uh, like with old housemates and stuff, or even mates at home. But I get the usual response, like we were talking about earlier. The whole, uh, oh yeah, go on, go do the podcast, be like that. Yeah. Just like, go away, you grumpy fucker. Exactly. Like I, I don't know where that comes from either. I think I, I half think of it as a thing of like, oh, they think like, not necessarily your friends, but like people kind of with that kind of mindset is like, oh, I, I can't, I want to do that, but I probably won't do it. But you, you can't do it. Why can you do it? That kind of thing. Do you know what? I think you're actually dead on. You're dead on the money. Like yeah. I, I don't want to say jealousy, but it's jealousy to a degree sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say it's that fully. I. It kind of upsets me that people are scared to go out and do things that they want to do because of what other people think. And this is like I I have awful awful trouble with like think people think of me sometimes, which probably isn't great as a writer or whatever. But mm. I've managed to break out of that thing where I know I'm caliber of stuff that I'm able to make that it's given me the confidence. I I hope that. M- People listen to what others are saying and just go with their gut because I, I've learned that like if you start going down a path in life where you're just not enjoying yourself and you're too scared to not do what you like, you're not gonna have a great time. Yeah, 
a, a lot of that thing is though is that um oh i know what this feels like and it well it's shit it's shit how i feel now not doing what i want to do but um it's i know how this feels and this is familiar i don't know what it feels like to have people like look at you look at you and scrutinize your work and stuff like that and i'm scared of like what that feels like that could be a lot worse than how i feel now it's kind of i think the internal logic of it, it doesn't really make much sense but i think for me now with the whole other people scrutinizing i i'm lucky enough that i've actually had at the moment you know as if as if i'm a big shot you know what i mean like i i'm um you know i'm lucky because i i genuinely don't know how it will affect me but in saying that i like i my biggest critic myself Mm. right and i always i know like i get told sometimes i am incredibly harsh on myself and that's a fair point because i am and i like to be because at least if i'm the harshest on myself harsh even when i don't need to be that says something to me mm-hmm. like okay yeah grand but well, that's your opinion but i think this of me anyway yeah i get you yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 one of those things where it's like um you what you say like um think i i say worse things about myself than you could ever do like that kind of thing yeah yeah and that's it and that's it like i will scrutinize myself till the bloody cows come home mm. end of the day i know i actually don't mean half of it do you know what i mean oh yeah me kind of prepping myself and getting myself ready for the big bad world that's about to eat me yeah i get you yeah because yeah it, it is kind of like a preemptive kind of strike of like if you think that about yourself and then someone says like, yeah yeah well i bet you too i i know this like and um, that kind of shit like where yeah no i i i do as well i really hope people can um can get out of that kind of bubble of like because everyone says oh i don't care what people think but reality is the majority That's bollocks people, yeah the majority of people care what other people think and while you know you should get to a point where you only um resp- you only care about what the people close to you the people that you want in your life think about you that's kind of the main thing and the strangers can you know kind of fuck off and all and think yeah. what they want like you know i'm lucky enough that like i know my mates are super like supportive of me like mm-hmm. they're i i actually couldn't ask for a better group of mates than what i have like all the time to just check and like what i'm doing and stuff so like it i know that i have that that core support group as well and my yeah. family my family are great to me as well so it i while i am trying to impress strangers myself mm-hmm. and as much as what strangers say about my work will probably affect me, I do, like I want I want it to affect me, but in a good way. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. E- even if they say something bad to me, and that's completely fine if you don't like my music or you don't like me as a person or some of the things I say or my opinions, mm-hmm. that's completely cool with me. I like if you do have a problem with it and you want to go out, don't do it as this behind your screen keyboard warrior type. Literally, just be like, hey, Dill. Uh, you know, wrong that much. Think I would change this, this, this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think that I think that's why so many people are so scared to branch out and be a bit more creative because mm-hmm. the scrutiny is. It's not even that it's being scrutinized. It's the way that it's being scrutinized as well. Yeah, yeah. And I always say a lot of the time, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, because everyone can take constructive criticism. But if you're just like shitting on someone, well, that's not constructive. Like, it's just pure criticism. <laughs> Which is fine, uh, you can criticize people, but like, you know, 
I look, own if we had no criticism in the world, we'd be fucked. And oh, I'll op- yeah. openly say that, right? You need critique. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs critiquing. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah. And I just thing is, I hope people can learn to critique better. Mm. Yeah. So sorry, I, I probably misspoke there. It wasn't necessarily about um, critiquing people. Obviously, we need critiquing people. I think it's just the more just the pure shitting on people <laughs> is the thing. That is, you know? We're making yeah. yeah, we're making yeah. the exact same point. Like yeah, y- you can't scroll on bloody Twitter for two seconds without an argument over something, and it's not like it's not like debate. I love I love sitting down and watching debates. I love two people go at it with their words and like try outdo each other. But in a in a way that at the end of it you go shake your hand and right, we're cool. We're both human. Yeah, we it. just have different thoughts. Nowadays I I am I don't like I'm not worried about it because I don't really think about it, but I, I I definitely wouldn't like the idea of people coming after me saying horrible shit like, Oh, die even though I'm just trying to make a bit of music and yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't like, I hope, I hope that doesn't affect loads of other people. And I hope that whole thing does calm down because we are in this new age of social media that I think a lot more people are starting to get sick of. Yeah. Like I, we I, were saying earlier, yeah. uh, we were saying it earlier about how, how, we both don't like social media. And a lot of people who I talk to now are starting to turn that way. Mm. Due to this, this, you know, outspoken, everybody's very, word, entitled. Yeah, there's that as well. A lot of entitlement as well. And I think- A lot of I, entitlement. I, there's a lot of problem where, I think this mainly stems from Twitter is that, this is like what, a 280 character word? Uh, something like that? Or, or 280 characters. You can't get a coherent thought in 280 characters, and you can't get all these <laughs> nuanced subjects down on paper in 280 characters. It's impossible. <sighs> and then people are like, and then like you have to have like 15 tweets, and like, well, this is my speech that I prepared <laughs> that is actually like, <laughs> and you're like, what's going on? And and to have Twitter as like the main discourse, say, platform is, as we can see, is just it's doing damage and severe damage. And I, I, you know, at the start, it was great. Social media was the best thing ever. Oh, 100%, yeah. You know, it's definitely doing a lot worse than it is better now. Mm. Well, it's, it's the excessive use of it, isn't it? It's the, it's the constant and, I'd say, too much of a good thing, like, you know? Yeah, I suppose I shouldn't be, like, I don't, I shouldn't be shitting on it completely because I love, I, as much as I hate it, I still am on it an awful lot. I know, yeah, no, like there's there's good aspects too. Like we can we can appreciate the good aspects too, and then also you know critique it, cr- constructive criticism. It's come full circle. <laughs> there we it's go. come full circle. Look at that. My incoherent rambling has turned. Look, okay. we've done it. <laughs> we've done it. There we go. There we, go. <laughs> we got a full question out and rounded it up. Oh my god! I, 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 who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Not me. No, I'm too tongue-tied to get a bloody sentence out. The fact that I'm talking like I am now is... It's a miracle. <laughs> oh, no, stop. Honestly, before this, I was like, I was a small bit of a panic attack. I was like, I'm going to just freeze up, and then it just it, it just it just started flowing, which is great. Rolls. It just rolls. Like, it always depends on the other person as well. Like, I just... Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I, do, you ever, do you ever get stuck in those conversations, and you're just like, yeah, no, yeah. yeah 
I, 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 I hate to say it, but I love him. But it's I always get into those conversations with my, with my granddad. Where I'm like, yeah, yeah stop. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not. I won't. I won't comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I love him to that, but Jesus, it's just sometimes I'm just. <laughs> don't worry. Listen to this. Don't worry. No, I know if exactly my, what you're on about. If my mom and my aunt and uncle are listening to this, do not show this to Granddad, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah, this is going to be blocked off from my parents, my 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 grandparents as well. Yeah. You know, to be honest, I should probably anybody who listens to my music probably shouldn't listen to this either. <laughs> They'll have a completely new opinion. <laughs> Uh, no. Well, this is mostly for for the new people, anyways. So. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, they're, they're, I have no fan base, so it's all right. The new people can come along. Uh, well, yeah. Well, you have six hundred people, six hundred odd people on Instagram at least. So. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I suppose. I know. I know. It's it, probably people that you went to school with, but still. <laughs> you know what? That's that's the weird thing is I actually I have a I had a different page where I used to post all my personal stuff on. Mm-hmm. The, the music page. You know, I had my my close mates followed followed it. Mm-hmm. Else has actually kind of been missions and stuff, and it it's really weird. Like, I always I always get these crazy buzzes when a certain musician might follow me or something, oh. or it's it it's a weird thing. It's it's like that that ego booster, that social media ego booster. You know, oh, no. whatever someone with a blue check mark follows you, and you're just like, oh my god, my songs. They, someone with a blue check mark has has liked my music. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's very hard because like very hard not to get excited about that because that that is you know something something to talk about. I mean, you, it's hard when you're telling people, oh, this guy with a blue check mark followed me. It's like, all right, Jeff, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's so. Uh, do you know what? It's so. I think it's very another reason why I think people. Uh, do you know what we were saying? Like, kind of shit on people's ideas for going out and branching out and being creative. Maybe. When I say jealousy earlier, maybe that's not it. And maybe it's more like who see other people. Who was I phrasing this now? Succeeding, <laughs> is it? People... This is actually after going out of my brain in like the space oh, of 10 no. seconds. Uh, look, but... it, it, it happened to me earlier, so I won't blame you too much. <laughs> it'll come back. It'll come back. But it was like. Never mind. <laughs> Hell. Professional, professional, uh, though. Look, it's all right, man. It's your, it's, it's your first, yeah, podcast interview thing. It's mine first as well. So, I, I there, think we're, oh, <laughs> there we go. I think we can, uh, think we can let ourselves off the hook a small bit, like you know. <laughs> Elad, absolutely. Uh, so we touched on uh, live shows uh, there earlier on. Where, what do you do? You have a plan, or do you have a, a vision of like how you're going to start doing live shows? Like, obviously, you'd have to walk work up to you know the 400 uh, capacity Dolans, but like, is there any way you'd like to you know start or what's the crack of that? From uh, I can't wait to do um, which is weird me saying because I've only gigged four times in my whole life, okay. like properly, like four or five, and. No gigs have been with the songs that I I'm going to be singing live now. Okay. So last time I played was close to two and a half years ago, I'd say. Okay. Go. So when live music does come around, I I really want to go into it mad because I just yeah. you know the energy off it, the buzz. It's something I always wanted to do was live music. It's 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 a different ball game, and uh, in terms of like is my goal yeah 
or a headline gig, if I got to play Indolence, genuinely would feel so full circle to me that if I went on and did nothing in music after that, mm. I'm which sounds really kind of bad for me to say. No, so don't wrong, like, but Dolan for me, I don't know. It just holds this place in my heart that I just can't. Every time I go there, it just feels as special as the first time I was there. That's brilliant, man. I, I, I think a lot of us would love to have a place like that. And the fact that you do have a place like that is brilliant. And the fact that, you know, you, 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 that, like, that is like what, what you see as the pinnacle, like, is, is actually really, a, a really, really, like, a, a admirable goal. Rather than being like, I want to make my money and just fuck off. It's like, it is about the craft. It is about, you know, it's about the craft as well as it's about, you know, this is a dream that you've, that you've had. It's just playing at Dolan's like, and that's, that, that's brilliant, man. That's another, it's a very and great goal to have. It's, it's funny because I, I had, how much detail I can go into this, but I will say I've had talks with people and whatever mm-hmm. about certain things. And, uh, with someone from a from a music place and like so what is your goal in music mm. usually i'm sure I'm, I'm sure when musicians are asked first time around mostly it's like oh i'm gonna go on sell the three arena i want to play the olympia i want to do you know yeah. all these venues that the big big artists are playing right and you have mm. to be a certain caliber and certain level that I don't know whether I can achieve it. That's another thing. These smaller places like Dolan's is so important. And I, I, I just, to them on the phone, I was like, yeah, my goal in music is to play in Dolan's. Mm. Your man almost laughed at me on the phone, <laughs> being like, ha, Dolan's. He's like, yeah, yeah, Dolan's. I, I'm there like, yeah, Dolan's. <laughs> I'm like, it's, that is, yeah. Well, I think I think if I was to say pinnacle, it would be wrong because I I don't want to I don't want to play Dolan's and then not set myself up and have any bigger oh. goals after that. But as someone who's not a very regular gigger and someone who doesn't have actually much experience gigging, for me feels like the big one right now. Okay, brilliant. Well, that's 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 a great yeah. to have as well, man. Like you know, and it's it's a, it's a place you know that obviously has a lot of meaning to you, and um, which which will be great. Like, and if you do get like really really big or whatever, you could just have little like impromptu concerts and all. <laughs> like, like could before. could you imagine that? That would be like, oh boys, I'm around Limerick tonight. Decided I'm gonna do a stripped down version. Oh, that would be so yeah. much fun. That would be <laughs> so fun. Oh oh, don't be putting ideas into my head. Uh. Or... <laughs> Hopefully you remember that and you get, uh, uh, when, when you get to that stage anyways, because that would actually be, that would be insane. Cause imagine like a fucking a massive artist just turned around to him and like, or just turned around to like, uh, like Limerick and was like, I'm just going to have a small little intimate thing here uh, tonight. I'd, I'd love that. Oh, stop. Now, now we're talking about more goals. These yeah, are the goals yeah. for after. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. The goals for after. For, for now, I have, I, that's, that's, that's what I'm setting in my head. I'm like, I'm going to play Dolan someday. Hmm that's it that's in my head and i'm going to do it and and myself i am because i it, it when we were saying about the, the big dreams the three arenas the the olympics the thing as well is it's my dream 
I also know it's something that's very achievable. Mm. Think while it's very important to have the big dreams and whatever, you have to realize there's stepping stones and there's there's ways of going towards it. Some people are a bit diluted. Or diluted? Diluted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a bit diluted. You know, I, yeah. I've i met people who are like, yeah, I'm just going to be famous and that's that's it. They're just... They're just gonna yeah, be that, yeah. you know. There's no, there's no real stepping stones or 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 anything towards it. So I I have a couple more set. Like I'd I'd love to do um a couple of sessions for like. Do you ever watch mahogany sessions or anything like them? Um, I know what you're, I the one that keeps just kind of popping up is um. There's one in New York, um. Go fair kind of sessions or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love to do little sessions like that. I think I think that would be such a good way for me to be able to learn to perform live properly. Mm. You know, those really small, intimate, um, little crowds of maybe a hundred people. I'd love, I'd love to do a couple of them. Mm. My way up, and then that's the goal for now is Dolan's. So yeah, that's that's yeah. that. That's brilliant. Look, man, I hate to end it. We're having great cracker. It's just I am um, a bit of TMI. I'm bullying for a piss. Uh, <laughs> You're all good, lad. So, You're all good. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, oh, was there any uh, socials want to shout out? Oh, great, yeah. You find you and stuff? So, so if you if you if you want to find me, uh, Instagram is probably the best place. It's where I upload the most. It's this is Dylan Jack, uh, and uh, my name is actually spelled Arsways. So if you are looking for Dylan, it's D Y L O N. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then Dylan Jack for everything else on your Facebook, your 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 Twitter, your YouTube, <laughs> and your TikTok. So, um, yeah. Giving out about. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that I hate. <laughs> I'm uh, such a hypocrite. Oh. Uh, no, look, man. As we say, we can we can appreciate the good things and talk about the bad things. That's it, uh, man. But anyways, man. Look, thank you very much for coming on. I uh, really, really appreciate this. It's great to have you as the first guest much for having me and i'm honored to be the first guest and that uh, oh man hopefully we do this again soon yeah man i'd love to do this again soon it's brilliant for to promote your live shows lad i'm always <laughs> around that's brilliant man cheers thank you very much man i'll talk to you later Bye-bye. enjoy your piss lad have a good one uh, cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs>